Odyssey Sports Radio Network. News update. News out of Las Vegas for the Los Angeles Lakers. DeMarcus Cousins has reportedly suffered a knee injury during a Monday workout in Las Vegas. He's currently undergoing further testing by the Lakers medical staff. In the NFL on Wednesday, Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer reported that the Vikings have made Laquan Treadwell available in trades. ESPN's Dan Graziano. Right-handed pitcher Michael Pineda from the 10-day injured list. Pineda will return to the Twins starting rotation on Thursday night against the Rangers after missing around two weeks with a mild right tricep strain. For the Seattle Mariners, Felix Hernandez threw four scoreless innings in another rehab start Wednesday with low A Everett. And the Oakland Athletics have signed Matt Harvey to a minor league contract. He'll report to Las Vegas. I'm Dan Straffer, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. Offices open, my friends. Adam Ronis, we had a busy night last night. Yeah, I certainly did. Uh... It was a busy day. Did some writing. I did a draft at eight, and then we did a mock at ten p.m. So, man, uh, just so many drafts. Got to beat Adam Ronis uh, online championship league tomorrow at ten p.m. Eastern. I got a draft Sunday in New York City. So, uh, drafting season is definitely here. It's like almost every day now. And then, really <laughs> and then the first week of September. Oh my goodness! Wait, I got to do waiver wire for thirty leagues. What did I do? I, I was thinking about that. I think I'm going to be in twenty leagues, dude. And I don't know if I can. I, I have like a, a number. Maybe it's like fifteen, and anything over that is bad. Yeah, man, it really is because those Tuesday, Wednesdays, and you know, as even the best players, when you do that, you're going to have a couple teams that just aren't good. You know, I'm sure it's happened to all of us. You can't be dominant in every single league so you're going to tend to focus more on the teams that you're doing very well in you know when you have that many and you know that's why i hate doing these industry free leagues because you know my name's on it and i don't want to give up it's something i've always preached you know we see it all the time that's why i try not to get in too many because i want to be able to be fully committed and especially now with jersey being legal for fantasy football championships you know i should be having more leagues this year well yeah, but, but you know, I think I, I look to be choosy, Adam. Like, I won't take a league that I just don't want to spend the time with because I want to spend the time in the high-stakes leagues. I know that sounds terrible, but it's kind of how I feel. No, it's, it makes sense. I mean, again, if you can shoot for that big prize and you were close, why not? You know, okay, I had something there and it was successful. I know what I'm doing. Years of experience now. And you want to try and get that big prize. and. Yeah, some other leagues, you know, the prizes may not be as big or some of them are just free leagues and, you know, industry stuff. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's it's great to compete and everything. But, you know, what's the what's the end game, you know? And for some people, it, it, if just the bragging rights is not enough because we know how it is. You win, whatever. People forget, <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> like what's the no, no one remembers anything. Well, that's true. I mean, no, I always say nobody remembers who came in second place in the league. Nobody, you, you remember who won. And sometimes people don't even remember who won. It's not, but it's not that I don't want to be in these leagues. I just need to concentrate on the leagues that are going to put my kids through college. Yeah. And for me, uh, no kid through college yet. But, uh, nah, 
So yeah, no, nah, none that you know about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There could be kids that are uh, graduating college now, and I'm not there. Sorry, kids. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you have to understand. You know, we do this every day, so it's I guess it's a little bit different. But still, man, you know, when you have a lot of things going on, th- those Tuesday, Wednesday nights, man. Can you because the way I do it is I go through every player <laughs> like I kind of sort by stats and go through every player because I don't want to miss anything. Well, yeah, I, what I do, I think I told you this before, is I look, I'll have three or four guys in mind. And those are the first guys that I look for. Are those guys available? And then I, ha- I comb through every league and I usually write it down because if I don't write it down or what I do is on Tuesday, I'll enter it and then I'll go back on Wednesday and double check it in case I miss somebody. Yeah, that's something you could do. Maybe even some, it depends. Every, you know, you just need to, like anything in life, you have to kind of find a system that works for you. Some people might do it Monday before the Monday night football game. Some people just want to enjoy football on Sunday and Monday. And then Tuesday is when they kind of start to go through it. Maybe put some uh, bids in on Tuesday and then Wednesday, obviously, before the deadline finalizes. So just got to find a, a system that works for, for you. Yeah, no, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So last um, night, go ahead. We got Bob from Vermont on the line. Bob from Vermont, let's take you before I talk about last night's draft. Hey, how you doing, up, guys? Good. What's up? I think the Giants are going to go 11 and 5 this year. Uh, I think they're going to go 14 and 2. <laughs> well, are we talking good. about the San Francisco yeah. Giants or are we talking about the New York Giants? New York Giants, yeah. yeah. 11 and 5, dude? You're really? a Giants fan, I, I'm going to assume, correct? Yes, I'm from New York originally. Oh, okay. Well, give, okay. Give me 11 and 5, Bob. Tell me how it's going to happen. Well, I think they're going to take. Uh, sweep all the uh, NFC teams. The <laughs> Eagles are nothing. Yeah, they're and terrible. The Cowgirls are nothing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, who's you guys' teams? Which teams you like? I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh, I'm a Giant really fan, but good. I'm a realistic Giant fan. I think uh, I'd be happy if at four and twelve. I think you say I met your Dallas Cowboy fan. No, Cowgirl. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think the Giants have a good offensive line, though. How Who about the defense? The defense is improving, I think. They got the guy from Notre Dame, which I liked. Julian Love, he's good. He's going to be good. What's better than that Prince Yukamura guy? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, you should uh, be betting the over then on the Giants' wins. <laughs> you know, put a lot yeah. of money on it because you're pretty confident. So take, you know, as much money as you can. Well, well I don't want. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that because then you're going to come. Since the Connecticut, you can't bet yet. That's well, are you in New York? You're in New York, right? He's in Vermont. Oh, Vermont. No, I'm, I'm in sorry. Vermont All right, now. So, yeah, I'm in Vermont. All right, so come down to Jersey. Go to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Yeah, New Jersey's good too. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Good. So you know, uh, it's not that bad of a trip. So, Adam, uh, do you, you want guys him to take the game, the Giants and the Jets game? One of you guys going to be at the Giants Jets game? Ronis, you going to be there? No, yeah, I'm going to be there. Well, they played each other yeah. already. So which I'm game? Gonna... Huh? They played each other. You're talking about in yeah, the I regular gonna... season? My brother's, yeah, regular season. Yeah, my oh, brother's okay. a Jet fan. No, I, I won't be there. I only go if the Cowboys are there. So I will oh, not be there. Oh, come on. Yeah. Well, I know who's going to be there. Gabe Morency's going to be there. Okay, so you can That's a reason to go. That's a reason to go, Ronas. Yeah, yeah I promise. I well, you know who I was supposed to go visit, but I never did. It was Craig Carlton? I miss him. He's a good mm-hmm. guy. He's a good guy. Well, I Bob, he's a good guy. 
What's that? What points what? points bet pointsbet.com. Check out pointsbet.com because if you think the Giants are going to win eleven games, you might be my rich yeah. friend if you make that bet. I know, like that. Well, like oh, you could still bet on computer if you live yeah. in Vermont, though. Oh, no, Vermont, that, you could bet online. It's got to be. Oh, I no. think points bet. You got to be in Jersey. That's oh, the only thing. Right. Yeah, well, move to oh, Jersey. Right. Yeah, well, move to Jersey. Maybe well, I take a trip down to New Jersey sometime. You should. Yeah, before it starts. Yeah. All right, Bob. We're running up on it. We're running up on a break, but I appreciate your call and give us a call another time. Okay. Okay. All right, Have a do. great. Take care. You too. All right. Ronis, you encouraging the guy to spend his life no, savings? No, no, no. I didn't say that. I'm saying if he's that confident, then just <laughs> bet it. He sounded confident. 11 he did. To the Giants, that's easy money. It, it, what's the over-under? I'm confident six? the Giants will not get 11. They're, I think they're over-under six. Oh, my God. These are the worst. All right, let's take a little break. We'll come on back after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we are back. We are full-time fantasy. Dr. Road along with Adam Ronas. And uh, go to fulltimefantasy.com. Enter the promo code ROTO50 or Ronas50, and we'll give you 50% off your first two months. That's how we work. All right, we had a good draft last night, Ronas. It was a mock draft, a 14-team mock draft. And um, I did exactly what you said I should do, Ronas. When I took my first pick, did you laugh at all? I did. I was like, I knew it. I was like, this guy's going to take Kelsey because we talked about it yesterday. And you figure like that is the that's the time you can kind of experiment and see how it works. But I don't you probably agree with this. I think like the top high stakes players, the guys do well, they'll never take a tight end this early. Right. Never. You ever see them do? I never see it. So let me answer this question. So I have I can't I can't go through it because I know that. uh they don't like when I do this, but I have a, the board from last night, the first world championship. So let's see. Kelsey went with the fourth to last pick of the second round. Mm-hmm. That's late because he's been going a lot earlier in drafts. Yes. Kittle went in the middle of the third and Ertz went toward the end of the third. So that tells you. And these are some big boys, Chad and Lowy and uh, Matt Bailey's and Richard Mallon, a lot of, a lot of big players in this one. And I'm telling you that that's as late as I've seen Kelsey go all year. Yeah. And, you know, I think everyone in that room is like, oh, okay, where's the spot? Do I say, okay, enough's enough. You know, if those guys put up the numbers they did last year, they'll be worth the pick. But they had historical numbers. Kittle had the most receiving yards for a tight end in history. Zach Ertz had the most receptions for a tight end in history. It's asking a lot for that to repeat. And it is also a position where it's – you get banged up because you're also blocking. I mean, they they have stayed healthy. Ertz had some questions early in his career. Remember, he would always be banged up. And I think he played, did he play 15 or 16 games last year? Definitely. He played he, a lot. He played, yeah. he, he, look, in, in the past, he didn't, his injury history was checkered. But recently, it's been good. But look, I will tell you that the person who gave me this draft board didn't want any part of Kelsey in early on. Didn't want any part of it. Yeah. Because I, I asked. It's tough. It re- I think it is tough to, 
to take that tight end early because they have to hit. If they don't, the problem is if they don't hit, when you take a guy like Kelsey, you're, for, I, I would think the mentality is, all right, I do not need to worry about tight end now. So you're not going to take a backup to the last couple of rounds, and that player is likely not to be successful. There's a reason why those tight ends are going late. So it really puts your season on the line with Kelsey when you take him that early. You know, I, I'm going to talk about right now the difference between a high-stakes player and an expert. Most experts don't put up high stakes, don't put up 1700 bucks to play. And all these guys, oh, I take Kelsey in the first round. Yeah, yeah. For 1700 bucks, would you? Seriously, for 1700 bucks, when you're putting up 1700 bucks, are you taking Kelsey in the first round? Are you not? It's easy to do when it's a free uh, expert league, Ronas, for, for no dollars on, on my fantasy league. Hard to do it in real life. Yeah, no, and that's, you know, when you really find out the true test, and I always say that when I'm, like, compiling my rankings, you know, the true test is when your feet are to the fire and you're on the clock. What do you do, especially if there's money on the line? And that will give you a better idea. And sometimes I'll adjust my rankings. Say, you know what, I'm in this league, it's 300 bucks, and this is what I did, so I'm going to make this change because with the money on the line, this is who I took. I would tell you, as I'm thinking about it now, I would take Travis Kelsey – if I had the first or second pick of the draft. Oh, if he makes it back? Yeah, right. it makes sense there. So if I'm McCaffrey or Barkley and Kelsey, I will. But I, I, don't, I think if I'm any earlier than that in the round, I won't. Yeah. I'm going to take Evans. I'm going to take Mixon. I'm going to take Cook. I'm going to take Allen. I'm just going to take some of those guys. Yeah, it's, 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 it's tough to take that tight end early. they got to hit. And, I mean, I think if we look at Kelsey, most people will say, oh, yeah, he's money in the bank. But it never is with a tight end. I mean, that offense is great. you got Mahomes. What do you have, 150 targets last year, double-digit touchdowns. So he could easily do that again or come close. But there definitely is risk, and it's also how you build your roster. Remember, in this format, too, three wide receivers and two flex spots. I think looking back on it, though, I actually did a decent job of building my roster considering I took Kelsey in the first round. Would you disagree with that, looking at it? Yeah, no, I think it did come out pretty good, considering. Considering. Uh, I mean, I, I was actually – I wanted to see what it would look like, and I was kind of proud of myself. I'm like, oh, this doesn't suck as badly as I thought it would. Not that I would ever do it, by the way, but it came yeah. out better than I thought it would. Yeah, I mean, you obviously don't have a, a wide receiver one, but you can make a case Kelsey's a wide receiver one. If he does what he's supposed to do – He's a one. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, um, and I think the running backs went so early in these drafts. Like, they're just flying off the board, man. It's insane. Like, people just reach on running backs so much now. I mean, I guess this is a 14-team league, so it, it's a little bit different. But I just, I, I can't. Give me a guy. Who do you think people are reaching on? At running back? Yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders in four? I mean, it's a 14-team league. I'm okay with that. He was the RB28. I'm okay with that. So who's a reach? Give me a reach. Just I, I, wouldn't start, I, I just can't imagine starting my draft with three straight running backs. I just I, I can't do it. So Kamara, Damien Williams, and Devonta Freeman, you don't like that draft? Uh, I don't like that start. Look at the receivers that followed. How about Jim Day's draft? Connor, Gurley, Montgomery, Lockett, oh. Fitzgerald, MV, uh, MVS. Well, I, I don't like Gurley. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty clear. I mean, I know he does. And, and, you know, again, he backed up what he says. You know, we've had disagreements on the show about Gurley. But, you know, I always feel, you know, if you're going to say something on air, in writing, you got to back it up. You, you know, you have to 
if you say something, that means you're going to do it in a draft. So he did it because it makes no sense for you to go out here. Like if I, I've been saying no girly, if girly made it to me and I take him, how do I look? I mean, it's, you know, I've been saying all along, I don't, I don't want him. I'm worried. I actually did that one year. Was it last year or the year before? I was telling people I didn't like a guy, and I took a guy in like six or around six or seven, and people were getting on me on Twitter. Doc, you said you didn't like him. And then I backtracked, which is true. I was like, look, I don't like him, but at this point, I liked him enough. But still, I think people are like, if you say you don't like him, I don't expect you to take right, him. Right, because then they're like, wait a second, you said this, and now you're doing that. Now, six or seven, I guess, depending on the player, it's kind of different. I mean, girly, you, you have to take by the middle of the second round. I'm not going to do it. Now, if Gurley's there in the fourth round, which will never happen, yeah, I might have to consider it saying, okay, at that point, you know, I could be wrong. You know, I have a strong opinion on Gurley. It doesn't mean I'm going to be right. I'm just kind of reading into what the team is telling me. But I just, I don't know, three straight running backs? Like, what are the likelihood that all three are going to hit? Look, assuming that Jim did this honestly and wasn't just, you know, crapping around. I hate his team. This may be one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Yeah, there's a lot of players in there that I don't like. I mean, I just don't even know. I get the Mike Davis pick. I honestly get it. Are you telling me you want to be Lockett, Fitzgerald, Valdez, Scantling, Sanu? And then a couple of Arciega and Myers? I don't know. And then you want to be Hooper and Doyle? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think this team has got some issues. A lot of issues. And I like yeah. Jim. I'm not trying to rank on Jim. Jim's a great guy. One less yeah, guy look, I know. I just, but I don't I, like the team. I just haven't seen teams that start three running backs that come out well. You know? Now you could say, well, what if all three running backs hits? What is the likelihood that's going to happen in today's All right, look at team day? two. Look at team two. Kamara, Damian Williams, and Freeman. Then he comes back with Boyd, Robbie Anderson, and Marvin Jones. Can you live with that? Well, again, for this mock, it was two running backs, three receivers, one flex. So basically, you're flexing Freeman. So your starting receivers are Boyd, Robbie Anderson, and Marvin Jones. Okay. And are your you tight okay ends, with that? Njoku. It's okay. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Do we like it because Boyd, it could be, a, 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 and Anderson could be number ones? Well, I, I don't think Robbie Anderson can finish as a top 12 wide receiver. I don't think so. Uh, Boyd could be borderline, depending on when A.J. Green comes back. And Marvin Jones actually had comparable numbers to Kenny Galladay when he played. I know. That's interesting. It's, I mean, I don't love Marvin Jones. He's really not a guy I ever want to I look for. I, I think this is a hard one because it's kind of skewed here with 14 teams. And things oh, happened yeah. that yeah. I just didn't see. James White in round three? I was like, what? Did I, yeah, did I miss that... the memo? See, that, that is stunning. And I understand, like, RB19, and I know you could say in a PPR where he finishes, but, yeah, that was stunning. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay. I, I get certain things, but so, maybe people are doing what I was doing. They didn't want to show their cards, and, and I get that. But I, I just, I don't know. I would never have taken a guy that I, do, I wouldn't have thought should go in the round, Adam. I just might not take a guy would take. Yeah, no, it makes sense. All right, let's take a little time out. We'll keep on talking about fantasy football, drafts, overvalued, undervalued, guys like that right after this.
from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of the show can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. And here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com backslash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com backslash DK. Act quickly because this offer will not be around forever. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 21 and over. At New Jersey only, eligibility restrictions apply. See the website for details. All right, some news of the day, Adam. The Miami Herald says Mike Gysicki, he's struggling. Struggled last year. I know we talked about him as a potential uh, flyer at the end of the draft, but maybe not. Yeah, it hasn't been positive. And, you know, usually things that come out of training camp are usually positive. You don't really hear too many negative things. So not great. I mean, he's obviously a great athlete, excellent measurables, but... Now you got to show it on the football field, and it really hasn't happened. I mean, they're saying he hasn't shown any improvement, and Nick O'Leary has been better. So, yeah, I think uh, now you're probably not looking at him late in your drafts based on these reports and probably someone that's going to be on the waiver wire. So if it does change in games, you can just go get him off the waiver wire. I just can't see him being drafted in many leagues right now. Yeah, I think he was a guy that people were in on as like the night round 19 and 20. I'm off him, no, no interest. All right, Rashard Higgins looks like he's going to be the third receiver for the Browns. I'm going to go on a limb and say Antonio Callaway, Ronis, fewer than 20 receptions this year. Bye-bye. Yeah, he suspended the first few games, so that takes away. And then, obviously, if Higgins plays well, that'll relegate Callaway to a fourth, fifth receiver role, and that's going to hurt. So Higgins... Had a touchdown in the first preseason game, has uh, shown some chemistry with Baker Mayfield. I still don't think there's enough fantasy value here uh, on a weekly basis for Higgins. It's going to take 50, 40 receptions, 50 receptions. How many would yeah, you? Yeah, but that's, I don't think that's enough to roster him. I mean, basically, he's insurance in case Landry or Beckham get hurt. And Beckham is dealing with a hip pointer right now, but they're saying that if it was a real game this week, he'd play. They're obviously being cautious, and teams are going to do that in the preseason. There's no need. If a guy's just a little banged up, has like a hangnail, no need to play him. You can't risk it. Still got a few weeks of the season starts. But I just, I mean, I don't see where Higgins gets a, enough of a target share to be someone that you say, yeah, I can flex him this week, unless it's like six teams on by and they have a are great you, matchup. Are you telling me that would you, let me do it this way. You're in the world championship draft. Are you telling me that you wouldn't draft Rashard Higgins. Is he undraftable? No, nah, I mean, he's a 18th, 19th, 20th round, but I think people see reports, oh, Higgins is catching everything. Oh, it's the Browns offense, and they get excited, and they're like, oh, I'm going to take him, thinking like he's someone that you can play every week. I, I don't see it. Where's the target share coming from? You know Beckham's going to get his. Landry's going to get his. You got Nujoku, and you got Chubb. So 
unless the Browns are putting up 50 points every week and they're the new Chiefs, like, where's the value coming from and the targets? All right, you're, you're drafting. At the end of your draft, in the last five rounds, do you t- would you prefer a guy like a Higgins who's behind, like a handcuff guy? What kind of receivers are you looking for at the end of the draft? Because I don't mind a handcuff guy like Higgins, especially if I have Landry or Beckham, because one of those guys gets hurt. I, I, I'm going to pay a whole lot for him at Fab if I, unless I get him at the draft. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. The other thing is, though, you know, he could also be one of your first cuts the first few weeks for a waiver wire pickup. That's the issue. Unless you're intent on saying, hey, I got Beckham. I'm holding him as long as I can. I want that insurance. But what if you're doing that with your running backs, too? Okay, now that you got two spots tied up that you don't want to get rid of, and then you got bye weeks, you know, that's where it gets dicey. You know, it's easy to say, yeah, cover this guy, cover that guy. You have a backup quarterback. You have a backup tight end. You have to have one kicker, one defense. It's like, okay, where, where, who are you dropping to make these waiver wire pickups? So that's the issue. All right, so in the World Championship, I, like I said, I'm just going to discuss very briefly here. I will say that Zeke went fourth. Are you okay? You're drafting. You're in the World Championship, the main event. You have pick four. Barkley goes. McCaffrey goes. Kamara goes. Who is Adam Ronis taking? Yeah, someone asked about that today on the message board, and a lot of it comes down to when you're drafting. And I even put on the message board, if you're drafting tonight, where do you take Zeke? Well, that's someone who's very confident, obviously, putting up some money and taking him four. And a lot of the indications are, or many people believe, that he will be back there week one. Uh, It's risky, man. It really is risky. I honestly don't know what I would do. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, it's easy for me to say, yeah, I'll take him four. But when that clock starts, would I do it tonight? I don't think I would take if it was tonight, and it was my seventeen hundred. I'm not four picks sucks, bro. Who I'm are not you taking, taking four. Who are you taking? <sighs> David Johnson, Hopkins, Adams. That Kelsey? one of those three. Nah. No, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take Johnson, Hopkins, or Adams. It's a bad I just spot don't to know be who. in right now. I just don't know I, who. I, I hate that spot right now. You know, before... Why, is five or six better? No. How is I'd that ra- any better? It's the same ra- crap. I'd rather be towards the end of the... If I'm right now, as of today, if you're not confident taking Zeke at four, the best spot is either the top three or the back end of the first round. Yeah, Ch- Chad had 10 last night. Good spot. 10 is a good spot right now, I would say, because you know you're going to get either two excellent receivers, one running back you like, and one really top receiver, and then you can go in a bunch of different directions. There still could be a decent running back in round three, or you could go two wide receivers. So, yeah, it's crazy, but I think that's based on what I see right now because so much has changed. The problem. I would say four through eight, maybe even four through so, nine. Four it, through it, nine suck. Yeah, I'd say four through seven to eight, yeah. I mean, because the problem is, okay, say you're at seven or eight and you mm-hmm. get a stud receiver, you don't know what's going to be on the way back at running back. That's you the problem. You have no you might, idea. You might, you might hate the running backs, and then you go, all right, I'm going to take a receiver. Then round three comes, and some of the other running backs are getting pushed up now, and you might go, oh, my goodness, I don't like a running back here either. Well, and, look, I, I need Todd Gurley to go in round two before I'm going to take him. I oh, do, because I'm not so going to take I. him, and I need him gone. I know I don't want him, and I need uh, uh, Melvin Gordon. Where did Gurley go in that? He went in the middle of round two. Okay. 
Yeah, again, I think— I mean, it's not a bad pick. I just don't want to make the pick. Here's the thing with Gurley, all right? I've been adamant with my stance. And, you know, you got to take stances on players. And sometimes you're on the fence. You're not sure. Gurley, could I, it could work out. It can. And I could be sitting here saying, well, I was totally wrong. But the Rams don't even know. They have no clue. They lied to us last year, okay? They didn't even put him on the injury report. You cannot tell me nothing was wrong with Gurley. The two biggest games of the year, he barely was a factor. So, so I'm going to trust the Rams? They lied. And we're not going to see him in the preseason. So no one knows. And then the people are like, well, if he gets, even if his workload is reduced and he has 16 touches a game, how do you know he can hold up? Then there was a report a couple weeks ago. I don't know if it was a reporter. They were like, well, it could be a situation where he has 16 carries one game and then six touches the next. A lot's going to depend on how he feels. Oh, I worry about that. I do. Right. I, well, I think he could have a 20-carry week, and then people are trading for him, and the next week he runs it eight times for 34 yards, and you're screwed. So I and, couldn't and what agree happens, with that more. What happens when the Rams are up big in the late third quarter? Yeah. They're going to take him out. Yeah. And remember, he got a lot of his touches last year late in games just grinding it out when they had big leads. That's not going to happen this year. If they're that worried and they're trying to protect him, they're going to be pulling him out of those games. By the way, I just got a text from the fan addict. He goes, so if you have the fifth pick, assuming Hopkins is gone, you're going to take uh, David Johnson over Zeke? I said, not sure, honestly. Prefer Zeke, but worried. He goes, oh, guess, because... we'll, guess we'll find out Sunday. <laughs> Wait, because who at UF5 and ES6? I have, yeah, okay. five and ES6. So I guess he wants to know what I'm going to do. I don't. The truth is, I really don't know what no, I'm going to do. You know I what's crazy? Know. Because, again, people are asking us on the message board, and – I don't know right now what I would do at four and five. I really don't until I'm on the clock. Like, I can tell you already here are the guys, but I don't feel good about it because they all have issues. And, again, a lot of it's going to come down to when you draft. You know, people ask us questions now, and they're drafts in three weeks, or it's the Labor Day weekend. Well, you got time. Don't stress it right now. You know how much is going to change? Every day something changes. It's insane right now what's going on. Andrew Luck, three weeks ago, yeah, okay, fine. He's my QB2. He's not my QB2 anymore. Melvin now, Gordon, we don't so, know when he's coming back. Zeke, Gurley, Antonio Brown. Yeah, he's back in so, camp, but there's just so much right now where it's just moving players up and down. And right, it, changes me, on me, a, it changes on an hourly basis right now. Let me give you a concept that an, an, a, a guy that you respect, I don't want to say who it is, but the guy you respect in this industry said to me, I said, what about David Johnson? Okay, because I, I, I don't dislike David Johnson. I could see him on my team. I could see it. Even though he screwed me last year, like you wouldn't believe, I'm open-minded. He goes, Kyler Murray, good quarterback, could easily get injured because he's so small. If Kyler Murray gets injured, all of a sudden that whole air raid offense goes to crap, and now David Johnson's just average. Is that over, is that over an, an, an analyzation there? Analysis by paralysis, paralysis by analysis? I mean, it's a fair point but the thing is we could say that about a lot of guys right i mean you know with a receiver if their quarterback goes down maybe not deandre hopkins he's shown he can play with anyone but i think you could say that about a lot of players right it, I, you can you can say that about every player couldn't you say that about any on lamar jackson you could say that about any dual threat guy yeah I, that, and that's the thing you know we've seen you know some of the backups in the nfl are really terrible it's going to take down an offense so I mean, it's a it's a fair point, but we're, are we going to do that with every player? 
You know, well, right. No, I mean, I, look, I didn't I didn't discount his point. I didn't say it was a bad point. I just, you know, I, I always say, are we looking too deeply into it? But uh, the fan addict did say that he would take Zeke at six with a smile. Yeah, uh, I think there will be a lot of people that will take him still there. I mean, again, we've seen him fall to 10 in some spots. Um, could be the worst are... pick if I if I don't take Zeke, it could blow up on me. But if you take Zeke, it could blow up on you. That's true, and that's where you have to decide. And uh, Le'Veon Bell's uh, was showing that last year for owners. That's true. It really is true. All right, we'll keep on breaking it down. I love these discussions. What would we do? And I want to bring up another guy, James Conner from the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll discuss right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, do me a favor, guys. Go to playffwc.com right now. And if I'm looking here, I see tonight there's an online championship at 9 p.m. Tomorrow there is one. It is a beat Adam Ronas draft. Friday night, right? That's right. At 10 p.m. And on Saturday, Saturday night's the night for drafting, Ronas. Better get your action in. 10 p.m., beat Dr. Roto. Just a few seats left in these drafts. So please check out playffwc.com. I'm going to join your draft rooms. I'm going to draft under a different name though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need more leagues. <laughs> exactly. I haven't, I'm not in enough leagues. I'm going to do one more. All right. I want no part of you, Adam Ronis. You have good drafting luck. Oh, come on. You have the that. best <laughs> drafting luck of anybody I've ever No, met. I always say it. You know what? It's <laughs> taking a bit. You know this. Not now, not when it's very good competition. Uh, like, you know, when people, most of those world championship guys have great track records, but you take advantage of other people's mistakes, man. I mean, you see it in mocks. You saw it as someone in draft. Like, people make mistakes, man. They just, and you just take advantage of it. If they're going to present value to you, you take it. Now, it might be harder, obviously, in a, in a higher the competition level if everyone knows what they're doing. But, you know, even in leagues where people are putting money up, that doesn't mean they're good. No, no, I know. Well, look, there were there were a couple people in the past, and I don't want to say any names, but you may have seen them there. And these people are dropping in their 5K. They're in the 10K. They're dropping things, and they're taking the craziest people ever. And I'm sitting there. I'm going, give me the money. I could use the money. I'll Trust me. I'll spend it wisely. I will spend it on my, my kid's future. But, I mean, you're taking Tony Romo in round one. Dude, you need, you need, you need your head examined. Yeah, I mean, again, 10K is different for everyone. For some people, it's a big deal. For some people, eh, it's expendable, and they can do it. So uh, it, it happened uh, in one of the NFBC leagues. I mean, someone had big money, and for them, the money doesn't mean anything. I so know. I know. By the way, the fantasy mailman's calling you out. For what? Hey, Dr. Roto, I'm going to take down Adam Ronis and the rest of the GST on Sunday. I'm going all Chisholm Hall on them. These guys, man, they talk so much trash. In the last two years, they could have knocked me down. So, whatever. I won this league two years in a row. And, you know, to do it three years in a row is going to be difficult. I know that. You know, I, I really, 
if I go back and read you the drafts, you'd be like, oh, my God, you nailed it. You can't, you can't do that year after year. I mean, a lot of times you look No, at these guys are all good players that you're playing with. No, it's a good league, man. So I was happy to win it two years in a row. I mean, look, what I, do I want to win it three years in a row? Of course. But I know it's, it's not going to be easy. And but you lost the overall to the king. I didn't lose it. <laughs> I didn't lose it. I won my league. Oh, uh, that's true. So if you look, winning your the, league is good enough, right? I would say that. Too, I, I profited the last two years. I had the most points in the league, best record, and won my league. I didn't win the overall. Our friend Brian Ambrose did. He had a good team. He lost in the semifinals by like 1.2, 1.3. But he had a good team. It was like me, him, and I think Sven in our league all year were battling it. It was right. real close. But I had a really good team. I nailed the draft. I mean – I had my worst, well, A.J. Green I took in the second round. That obviously didn't work out, but it goes to show you the rest of the draft. I had, like, Chris Carson, Nick Chubb, picked up Lindsey off waivers, Tyler Lockett, um, Kelsey in the fourth, bro. <laughs> that ain't <laughs> happening this year. I can, yeah, that, trust me, that's not happening. about that. But, so. you know, it's, it's amazing. All these people, like Ron and Brian, all these guys were, like, listeners for the, to the morning show, and these guys are really good players. They've yeah, been playing Truck, forever. Truck was in the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a bad year last year, but anyway, but I, no. I don't know if he's listening, but two years ago was the, the epic finish where, where uh, I won on the last play of week 16. So, you know, oh, when you beat truck, was that when you beat yeah. truck by like a point or something like that? He uh, still hasn't recovered by the way. Oh, he hasn't. He even te- he's hit me up on Twitter. He's like, do you have the audio of you being on the radio that <laughs> night? I go, remind me on Sunday. I, I might have it. I'll play it for you if I do. Cause he said he wasn't even listening, but uh, yeah, that was that was a brutal loss. Like those losses, I mean, it, those losses, like I, I don't think you ever recover from. I mean, he did. I think you out. recover, Adam. I think you could do recover from them, but they're I don't not know. good. You you remember them? They linger. I'll just say, how about that? They linger. Well, that's a win I'm never gonna forget. It was on Christmas night. I I was I remember just going nuts. Like I thought it was over. I was down like 30 points going into that night, and he got a zero from Crabtree. I have two that I'll remember forever. One. I'm playing uh, a guy who's one of my uh, an arch an arch enemy, and do you remember the Thanksgiving where Culpepper goes to Moss like three times for t- huge touchdowns? Yeah, I had Culpepper and Moss. Oh boy! So <laughs> I ruined his Thanksgiving. I think I was up like ninety three to nothing by the end of Thanksgiving. So that was a great one. And then I remember losing a championship game where I had the Saints on a Sunday night. And Ricky Williams, I had Aaron Brooks and Ricky Williams, Ronas, and I was oh, down Aaron by five. Brooks. Yeah. Remember I had that. Aaron Brooks and Ricky Williams. I'm down by five. Ricky Williams runs for like 12, 20 yards or less, and Aaron Brooks goes like eight for 20, 60 yards, and three interceptions, and I don't win. Can you imagine that, that I don't win that championship? Yeah, I think everyone's, when you play the game this long, uh, you have those uh, tough losses. I remember a few years ago, uh, driving into the city on the way to do a show, and I'm in a shootout, offensive shootout. Like, we both put up over 230. Now, there was IDP league, so there was six IDP players. But A.J. Green scores a touchdown on, like, the opening drive. I'm like, damn, I'm screwed. And uh, I think it went to overtime. I think it was Bengals-Broncos on a Monday night. I think I won, like, 240 to 232. I had to sweat it out. I'm like, oh, man. So See, those are the worst losses to me. I would rather lose to somebody – 150 to 42, then lose 229 to 227. Because 227, I should win 99.9% right. of the time. And so when I lose those weeks, that's killer to me. Oh, yeah, it is. Because it's like I my team went off. Like You, you couldn't have asked for a better output. Like if yeah. you said someone said to you before, then, hey, 
you're gonna put up 227 now you're like what i'm winning my title i mean yeah the the chances of me losing are like what four six five percent i told you that happened to me and frankie one year when i was in a, a main event league i put up 176 he put up 182 yeah that's seriously rough. 176 a good score no it is you expect yeah. to win most weeks yeah and our league in our format one ian has always said this 150 is his goal you put up 150 every week you should win 90 percent of the time yeah that's that's a fair I, that's a fair point yeah right so what do you have you know of all those starters you get about you average like 15 points a week you should win you should win but uh, let's talk about james connor very briefly where are you with james connor are you if you're in the second round, you're in the mid second, you're happy taking him or are you not sure about him? I mean, there were times last year where I loved him. Then there were moments that I'm not sure about him. I'm kind of, I think I take him, but I'm not sure. I yeah, I'll take him. Um, you know, I think I had some concerns a little bit this offseason. We were hearing Jalen Samuels being more involved and he probably will be. But remember, they could use Samuels in the slot a little bit. They have a lot of vacated targets with Brown gone. Jesse James, I think they're in the, like the 230 range of open targets. So Connor was very good last year. I mean, when you look at some of the underlying numbers, I mean, they're better than what Le'Veon Bell did. Of course, he did get hurt late in the year. So you wonder if they are concerned about that workload. But Pittsburgh tends to go with one running back. I still think this offense is going to be good. So, no, I'm fine with Connor uh, late first, early second round. Are you all in on Dalvin Cook, or are you worried about his in him his inability to stay healthy? I think it has to worry you a little bit. I mean, it's two years now, you know, torn ACL, and the talent is there. Uh, I think the offensive line is a little bit better, and they want to run the football. So, yeah, I, I will take him. Okay, but you said they want to run the football. But Dalvin Cook's not the biggest guy. Are you really going to give the ball to him 20 times every week? I don't know if it's 20. I think they'll get him involved in the passing game, but I think he's going to get the bulk of the carries in this offense. I think he is going to be that three down back. I think he has the capabilities to break it out. He's six foot two ten, So I think that's fine. There was one team in the uh, main last night started with four running backs on us. I, I don't look, four. I, I just don't, I don't usually like the teams that do that. Even I said with three running backs, I just don't. Now here's the, you need those at least three of them to be top 15. I mean, yes, you can play them all in flex two. Right. But flex two. And he's got, I mean, it's not a bad team. If I read Jason's team, it's not bad, but it's just not like, are you, I'll get, I'll do this. Allen Robinson is number one. Can you win with Allen Robinson as your number one? Well, if the, you can, if those four running backs are really good or three of them are, because you don't need the typical, Julio Jones, Juju Smith shoots the numbers from that receiver because that means you're getting them from your running backs, especially if mo most of them catch passes too. So I don't look at it as, oh, wow, Allen Robinson is one. I go, wow, damn, look at his four running backs. But the problem is we've seen it year in, year out. These running backs are not going, they're all not going to hit or they're going to get hurt. It happens every year. We think we know everything, but there's so many injuries. And all right, let, let me give you another guy. And I... And I I don't like him, but I may be starting to like him. Devonta Freeman. He's getting a lot of buzz, a lot of buzz that he looks good, but he's not the biggest guy. The Falcons have a lot of options there. Is he a third-round pick? Is he a fourth-round pick? Where would you... So you're, you're at the GST, and he's there at the, the third round, pick 12. You taking him? I might. I'm kind of like you where I haven't really taken him yet. 
and I'm kind of lukewarm on it, but they really didn't do anything to address that position, which means they are showing that they feel confident in him carrying a decent workload. It's a really good offense. We know he can catch the football. I mean, yeah, there's definitely concerns about his durability, as they are with most running backs. I mean, he's a violent rusher. That's the thing, and he's had the concussions. So that's what you worry about is if he takes that one hit to the head or gets a concussion. But he's shown in the past that, you know, he can be a top running back for fantasy purposes. You know, 54 receptions in 2016. That was with Coleman there. Coleman's gone. He had a 73 reception season in 2015. And, you know, maybe not playing much last year kind of helps him and his body get a little refreshed. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, it's a good offense. It's a really good offense. I mean, they have – they basically have everyone returning. Good continuity. They drafted to help build the offensive line. They want to protect Matt Ryan. I think they will run the football a little bit more. But I, they don't want to give Freeman 250 carries. I don't think they can't. Do I don't think they can give him 250 carries. You need, I don't think he's built for that. If he gets 200, 210 carries and with about 40 50 receptions, yeah. I think he'll be happy. Because 250 I, touches. If he stays healthy, I think you know he has a chance to get eight to ten touchdowns in this offense. So. You know, you're right. Uh, I think he hasn't really moved up a ton, but I do see people starting to warm term now. And I guess part of it, too, is some of the other questions running back. His ADP right now is 37. So, yeah, I mean, I could if I start two wide receivers, he's probably a guy I'm looking at because I don't think Fournette makes it back. Aaron Jones is dicey. Mack is dicey. So Freeman could be Freeman one of the guys one that of those I'm looking guys. at. So let me tell you this from last night's board. Pat Mahomes went in round five. Okay, this is a high. This is the best of the best people, right? And then there was a big gap, and then people didn't start taking the quarterbacks till round nine. People, uh, this this is what people out there. This is what we've been talking about. This is what we've been talking about. This is what high stakes players do. Mahomes was the only one who went in round five, and then it all started in round nine moving forward. Yeah, Mahomes is the dicey one because we all know more than likely the touchdown numbers come down. But what if Mahomes is this generational player? I can't burn you in round five, by the way. I don't like it, but I don't hate it in round five. I hate it before round five. What if he throws 43 touchdowns? I think he will. It's I think possible. He, I think he throws at least 42. I mean, look, look at Ronald Acuna. I know it's baseball, different sport. Oh, he's not going to do what he did last year. Well, he's been better. I mean, he's worth the third, fourth, fifth pick. What if Mahomes is that player? This year for football. Could be. What if I tell you Mahomes gets 4,600 yards and 42 touchdowns? That's a great year, and it'll probably put him uh, pretty well. I mean, lucky to 39 last year. But, yeah, it'll definitely top two? put him in the top two for sure. Yeah, so then, then it's probably worth five, fifth, sixth, seventh round pick if that's what he does. Yeah, it's a, but, of course, it's the opportunity cost. And then it's looking at the draft board later saying, oh, man, these guys got steals around a 10 and 11. That's the, the thing. I'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. 
right, we're back. PlayFFWC.com. That's PlayFFWC.com. We're drafting literally every day until the beginning of the season. Online championships, drafting goes, best balls, beat Adam Ronas, beat Dr. Roto, world championships, step up to the main event, PlayFFWC.com. All right, Ronas, I think, you know, it's interesting about Mahomes, that argument, because if he does 4,642, which I think is definitely doable, probably is a fifth-round pick. And is, that, is he not better than Jarvis Landry or Tariq Cohen or Alshon Jeffrey? Probably is, isn't he? Yeah, look, I had Mahomes in the beat Adam Ronis League last year, that I, and I won. But again, I did take him in the double-digit round, so it's different. Uh, it's, it's just tough taking him in round five, and then you see good quarterbacks going around nine or ten. So if you're confident in your start and you love your first four picks and you feel like Mahomes is the best player on the board, then you can do it. All right, so you go McCaffrey, Thielen, Antonio Brown, Derrick Henry. You taking Mahomes in five? I don't think so. I mean, it depends on the board. I'm probably not going to do it. It's just not the style that I like to have. In the GST, he's going to go in five, though, right? Uh, Somebody's going to do it. I, I will say this. Uh, it's six points for a pass touchdown, and Chris Vaccaro has always been big on taking those quarterbacks Oh, it's early. six points for a t- yeah. touchdown? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize and that. And he is very big on taking quarterbacks early. He's done it. Uh, he got he's burned. Right. He's got burned before. I don't There's know. No third round rever- There's no third no, round no, reversal. No, no. So it's the same thing in the NFFC. It's six points. Yeah. Interesting. I might take Mahomes at five, Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to do it. I had no idea. I really had no idea that was the rule. Did, did, you, did you write it on one of those emails that you sent? Uh, no, I put the starting lineup and all that stuff, but I said for specific stats rules, look under league rules because I didn't want to type all of it out. Come on, I- Ronis. Do your job. Come on, spend some effort and look. It doesn't take long. <laughs> All right, I have no idea. So there's, everything else is the same, right? Pretty much, yeah. It's PPR. Yeah, typical scoring. All right, I'll, let, I'll ask you more about it tomorrow. All right, guys, this is Dr. Rudolph saying be well and take care. Stay, keep it right here for another hour with Adam Ronis at Full Time Fantasy, and we'll be back right after this.